where nobody knows your name is not filmed in front of a live audience. Hello, welcome to Where Nobody Knows Your Name. We'll be looking at episode 7 of Cheers, Friends, Romans, Accountants. Them accountants. Them accountants. Be accountant. Always be accountant. Always be you know, named after the uh, Caesar quote, friends, Romans, countrymen. I didn't know that. So the first fact of the episode. Aired on 11th of November. November. Ooh, 1982. What a fine year. Good year for cheers. First year for cheers. Freshman year, toga parties. <laughs> this episode is about a bit of a toga party for yeah, accountants. Got to have a toga party. Are you an accountant if you don't have a toga party? If you thought accountants and uh, toga parties wouldn't mix. You'd be right. Yeah, you're, you're bang on. So let's delve into this one there, James. Oh, I'm I'm John as well. You are John. <laughs> I, I realize we didn't quite introduce ourselves yet. So, <laughs> first fact: I'm John. That's James. Uh, yep, yeah, I'm James. We're going to delve into some uh, episode seven facts for you. Yeah, uh, directed by James Bowles. Written by Ken and Dave, our main men from episode six. Yeah, Ken, Levine, David Isaac. They did a good job with episode six. They thought they'd bring him back. Right, another one. <laughs> Good job, boys. Let's see if we bring them back again. Let's let's uh, delve into the story. Norm throws a toga party at Cheers to impress his new boss. Because Norm's a lad. Yeah, he is a lad. He, he, he says goes, he goes to <laughs> trips to Magaluf. He said he was uh, gonna gonna organise the party just to get in the good books, but afterwards soon realises that he doesn't has he has no idea and he doesn't really know what to do and <laughs> seeks advice from uh, patrons at the bar. After I volunteered, I realised I never threw a party. I killed a few. <laughs> <laughs> The party turns out to be formal wear. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, there, there are quite a few fun suggestions. Cliff, Cliff weighs in. Hey, no, I got a great idea. Have yourself a hot tub party. What? Yeah, it's the latest craze out there in California. You know, your, your weirdo central. I think this is quite a nice episode for Cliff, I guess. He gets yeah. to chip in quite a bit. Get to see him joining in conversation more. He like, he's quite a party man, or likes to think of himself as one. So when he hears there's going to be a party, he's got some fun ideas. But yeah, so Norm's new boss, he's trying to impress him. Turns out formal wear a toga party has to find a different way to impress him. Yeah, part of the duties as party organiser is to set his boss up with a woman. Yeah. Bit weird. Quite Weinstein-y, not okay. Yeah. This is his boss, Sawyer. It's not really specified, but a woman calls up Cheers during the party and says she's not going to come. Bit dodgy. Stripped from a cake or something like that, wasn't it? Uh, maybe. But cake. she doesn't come. No. So he's looking for a, a replacement. He looks to Diane. And Diane uh, initially says no. Then... Upon seeing him. Upon seeing a youthful Sawyer. Yeah, he looks uh, like a good-looking guy. She finds him attractive and agrees to be his date for the evening. Yeah. But Sawyer, he's a bit creepy. It isn't under... Statement. He's very creepy. Yes, he's he's very sleazy. Very sleazy. Just he's not a good guy. I think. Uh, I think quite an interesting thing is uh, up until now she's always said. I think it's actually a couple of episodes she go. She describes her ideal man and she says someone blonde, intelligent, artistic, cultured. Which on paper he's on on, on paper she describes herself, which is pointed out <laughs> by Sam. This is kind of reflected in Sawyer, who carries these traits, but ultimately. He's a very bad person. Yes, very and, much so. And obviously by the end of the episode, they're in the pool room and he becomes... A, a, uh, aggressive. Aggressive. Yeah. But your boy Norm steps in. Yeah. Norm has to make the decision whether to tear him off, yeah. Diane, or keep his job. And he does the right thing and stops this mm. man committing sexual assault on Diane. Hey, Mr. Sawyer, come on! Norm, this is a big mistake. There's no room in my company for unstable people. You clean out your desk tonight, you're fired! When his co-workers see what Norm's done... They cheer. They cheer, and they uh, praise Norm, and they sort of celebrate, and they pick him up. It's quite a quite a turn of events, because Norm 
is always trying to be liked and he's trying to be praised and he thought he was seeking that from his boss. Yeah. But I think by the end of the episode you realise that nobody likes the boss because he's a very sleazy person. Yeah. Um, and he finds that praise from his co-workers who upon seeing that Norm isn't just trying to... Appease the boss. No. Appease the boss. They then understand that he is a nice guy. One thing which I found notable about this episode particularly following the Weinstein era and the publications about Harvey Weinstein and institutionalised sexism and harassment, is that when cheering him, do you think it was possible that a lot of the fellow employees knew what Sawyer's true intentions and behaviour and personality were? And they finally are cheering this guy because someone stood up to this creep. I think that's something I didn't consider, but that's definitely a huge part of it. Because there was a lot of people there who were just too, not necessarily scared. In the party, they're all very quiet. Yes. And you think it's because they're boring because they're accountants. But maybe it's because they're just sort of scared. They don't know how to actually act within that circumstance because they've got a very controlling and forceful boss. And once he's taken out of the picture, they're actually able to enjoy themselves. Hey, everybody, it's true. Norman just punched out the boss. Just pushed him around. Way to go, Peterson. <laughs> I do have some facts about the various cast members. Take it away, James. Let's delve into those facts. Snack on those facts, I Snack believe we used to facts. say. So, facts about Sawyer. This was his uh, first TV role for this yeah. actor, for James Reed. He also appeared in an episode of Becker, which starred Ted Danson. Okay. And was also a recurring cast member on Wildfire. I've got facts about the various accountants, too. One of them appeared in a few horror films. Uh, Jonathan Terry as Accountant 1 is in Halloween 3 and The Return of the Living Dead 1 and The Return of the Living Dead 2. Talk about typecasting. Yeah. Uh, Jim Hudson, who played Accountant 2, appeared in Bachelor Party, Die Hard 2, Joe vs. the Volcano, and an episode of Wings. What's Joe vs. the Volcano? It's a Tom Hanks film. Is it? Yeah. Sounds... Very B-movie. Probably is. But Wings has frequent crossovers with Cheers. Is it? Yeah. So Norm and Cliff have been in an episode of Wings. And is is he the same character? Nope. (sighs) But he may be. He's just called Accountant 2. And what's his character in Wings? Bank Customer 2. Oh, that's possible. Accountants, I assume, go to banks. Oh, yeah. He's just on the other side of the till. (laughs) (laughs) Is that how you think? Now I'm a bank customer. Now I can't. Customer, accountant, customer, accountant. I think that's how it works, isn't it? There's a symbols player in the cold open. Yeah, he he taps at the bar, and Dan's like, "Oh, what's what's he doing?" And doing an orchestra, but he's got a rest, so he's coming back and counting the beats. So he has to go back, and Diane distracts him by, uh, you know, counting the change and ruining his counting. Everything for him. Everything. But um, yeah, the Mishka. He was a good call opening. I enjoyed that I, one. I liked Mishka. He was quite good. He got, he got very fed up. No, non-verbal. Non-verbal. I think he didn't say anything. He, he just did a bit of a huff. Because Sam, Sam says get, get Mishka a bit. I liked how Mishka, you know, is a memorable performance, mm. despite not being a verbal performance. Peter Van Norden played the symbol mm. player. He appeared in Police Academy 2, The Naked Gun 2 and a Half, and he was Warren Banks in an episode of Wings. Not Mishka. Ah, look, lots of letters are here. Should I start or you, John? Yeah, you can open one up first. Well, well don't, don't, don't get paper cuts, James. I feel you may already know this one, John, so... If Mr. Any... John, please, let me... <laughs> <laughs> 
I feel you already may know this one, John. So if any of the listeners have questions you want to send to us, uh, any just general thoughts, let us know. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to get in touch with you, for you to get in touch with us. Let's get you know, the conversations flowing. But in the meantime, John, what is the name of the symbols player in the cold open? I was actually Mr. Chap. Yeah. Do you know, this is, this is god-awful, because um, what instrument does Miska play? <laughs> the bar and cymbals. <laughs> that's, that's awful, isn't it? Oh, well. Um, <laughs> this is why we need people to send in trivia, yeah. because we're, we're Because I'm getting bored of being asked, <laughs> what does Norm <laughs> say? So, unfortunately, Norm doesn't ask anything today, I don't think. I didn't write it in my trivia. Well, what's my my next favorite question? <laughs> no, it's, it's not. What, what what is your next question? Uh, what film is Diane describing in charades? It's my dinner with someone. Oh, I don't know. I, I made an educated guess based on what film came out around that time, which Diane had probably watched. All I can think of is like dinner with schmucks, but but that, that's not my dinner with. What's your answer, Jim? My dinner with Andre. Oh, I'm afraid I don't know that film. Do you know the film? I know of the film. I've what? seen the trailer for it, and I've seen quite well, a few references for it. You've seen the trailer? I've seen the trailer, I've seen clips from it, uh, and I've seen a few shows which have parodied it. What's, what's a parody-able moment? Of my dinner with Andre. Well, just the whole concept. It's, it, it sounds like quite a boring <laughs> concept <laughs> we'll, as a film. We'll, we'll leave it there, then. <laughs> but basically, these two men are in a restaurant having dinner, and they're discussing life and society and philosophy, which seems like a very Diane movie, doesn't well, well, it? <laughs> well, in terms of, a, you said, a, a boring concept, um, what party idea did Diane pitch that she went to in college that she said was really good? Elizabethan poets. Yeah, Elizabethan poets. <laughs> and you got it right, James. She went as uh, Christopher Marlowe. I've got a question here for you, quite a dry question compared to you know, the excitement of Elizabethan poets. What is the area code for Ogden, Utah? O. No, according... O. According... I'll explain. Oh, no, I know. Uh, o, o. The audience may wonder why I'm asking such ridiculous question. One of the accountants knows the area code of any city and, in and the USA. Is it Coach who says? I bet they don't know. Oh, yeah. He, Coach loves it. He loves it. He's amazed. Yeah. But I could... I'm not that... Sam, i got to see I, this. I, I don't... I don't know. The area code for Ogden, Utah... Is eight oh one. I would have never guessed that. All right. I, I won't remember it either. No one's asking you to. <laughs> How does Carla describe Norm in his toga? <laughs> oh, you, no, oh, you stumped no, me. Not got that one, have you? Um, rather dashing. No, she. Quite, that's the opposite. The Pillsbury Dough Monster. Of course. Yes, that's what it was. Of course, it is. Well, that, that was that was trivia, James. What's your freshest take from this episode, James? What did uh, we learn? Toga parties seem like fun, but make sure everyone knows the dress code. Thank you for listening, everyone. This has been Where Nobody Knows Your Name. <laughs>